Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 9. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. One more time. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. We are considering speak wisdom part one. Speak Wisdom Part 1. Please take your seat. As part of our Wisdom Series for the whole month of July and August, we have gotten to the practicality of our faith where we execute, implement, exemplify what the Word of God says as living epistles on the face of the earth. So that we can be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and make impact like never before. You can have wisdom that is kept in the realm of theory and notes. Knowledge that Bible says is puffed up or has a tendency of puffing you up. But it's not useful knowledge because you are not able to put it into productive use when it matters most. Or knowledge that is locked up behind a channel and you don't know exactly when to use it. When we are talking about speaking wisdom, we are talking about doing the word. We are talking about what? Doing the word, using the knowledge, using the wisdom that is inside on a regular basis. So, We are in the crust of the matter. If you are wise, it will show here. The scripture we just read says that, Speak not in the ears of a fool. It's a choice. Why is that so? For he will despise the wisdom of thy words. Now, if you were looking at the scripture, mostly you will look at the caution. That don't bother yourself to speak to a fool or give counsel to a fool. But what actually might be hidden from you is the fact that there is such a phenomenon there as the wisdom of thy words. What is the phenomenon there? Talk to somebody. The real thing there now this morning is the wisdom of thy words. Not the fool, but the wisdom of thy words. So there is something called the wisdom of thy words. That is the wisdom that you churn out through your words. So the question is, how much wisdom come from your words? The words that you speak. What is the quantum of wisdom within those words? 
the wisdom of thy words. You see, you can have different dynamics of wisdom. You can have the wisdom of your actions. Many other things that I, I don't even have the time. I would have just mentioned a lot to you about many, many dynamics of wisdom that could just ensue any time we are in the midst of people. But here, the wise man emphasizes on the wisdom that is embedded in your words. That means that when two people speak, you can measure the level of wisdom in their words or the level of fully in their words. So some people speak and the content of what they have said, when you measure it in the laboratory of FDA, you find out that what is there is foolishemia. Then some other people, you would test and find out that the element in there is wisdom. So when we test your words, what would we, what, what are we going to find in your words? Hey. That's what we are talking about here. How much wisdom come out of the words that you speak? Look at Job chapter 15, verse 1 to 3. Then answered Eliphaz the Temnite and said, Should a wise man utter vain knowledge and fill his belly with the east wind? Question. Should he reason with unprofitable talk? Or with speeches wherewith he can do no good? These are the questions. And here, what the writer is trying to project is the fact that it is uncharacteristic for a wise man to utter vile things. Very uncharacteristic. Very uncharacteristic. Very unusual for a wise man to open the mouth. And what's coming out is vain knowledge. Vile. When a wise man opens the mouth, it's very, very uncharacteristic of that wise man that, I mean, rarely will you hear foolishness out of the mouth of a wise person. That's why he's saying that, should a wise man utter vain knowledge? Should that be the case? And the answer certainly is no, as we will find from scripture. So if you are a child of God, and the words that come out of your mouth cannot be assessed or appraised as wise words you are defeating your nature as a child of god because your nature must determine what you produce so if you are a wise child of god if you are a christian if you are righteous what comes out of your mouth must not be vile must not be vain because a wise man must not utter vain knowledge. Are you here now? Come on now. Are you here with me? And he says that, and do you have to fill your life with the east wind? That is, he's connecting the vile you spill to trouble. When he say east wind, we're talking about trouble. So when you, your words don't project wisdom, it will project trouble. It will project chaos. The east wind just brings a lot of chaos and commotion. It will project. So it's either you are projecting wisdom or you are projecting chaos. So it is very uncharacteristic 
That is why it is expected of us that anytime we are speaking, the words from our mouth will have wisdom with them. Praise the Lord. He said, should he reason with unprofitable talk? Or with speeches wherewith he can do no good? You see that there are some things that are not expected of a wise man. You don't, you don't take in unprofitable talk. And you don't also consume any kind of conversation that you can do no good with. That is the where you have been calibrated by God to operate. That anybody who is giving you unprofitable talk, your wisdom should set that talk aside. Because you can't use it for anything profitable for God. So you should say, it's your wisdom. It's your what? I preach a message here and the title was, Thy Wisdom. Please go and listen to it. Thy Wisdom. So sometimes you see that someone is communicating with you and the words from their mouth, they are defiling you. They are confusing you. They are breaking you. You see that you are losing your confidence in Christ. And your, and your composure in the Lord. And the Bible is saying that you don't need to open up to such unprofitable talk. That is a confirmation of your wisdom. That is why anybody who has an itchy ear is also a confirmation of their foolishness. Because you have no ability or you have not put the button of restraint to be able to know what to decipher. From what is being given to you and to make a determination that I am in with this, I'm not in with this. Are you here? I remember when I was going, our first um, counseling, marriage counseling session, we met my father on the way. Because the pastor we were going to was living like two, three houses from my dad. And then when we came out from, I remember Toyota Corolla. My father just met me. It's like a park, a common co- um, community space. He met me. He said, "Hey, Kobnan, who are you?" I said, "Oh, you better your warranty. You have counseling. You have counseling." So when I came out, and my fiance then also came out, I said, "Hey, uncle, them not from uncle." Now our uncle said, "What?" So I go for Bessia, no so onward. Just one man, you know, be intent, yamba. So you are not tall. You didn't take a tall woman. Your children will be short. And today, when you put Shakaina there at eleven years, he's almost getting taller than the mother. Then you see that those words were not carrying wisdom. So immediately. We proceeded to the counseling. That is what David did to his brothers. When he got to the battlefield, the first people confronted him with naughtiness and all were his brethren. But there were, there was no mean share in the words they were speaking. So Bible says that he quickly hastened from them. That is everybody you tabernacle with them because the words they are speaking, you can do no good with it. It is the same way that when you are a wise man and begin to function like a foolish man, people will not tabernacle with you. 
Because your words will not bring them any good. So it's uncharacteristic for a wise man to utter vile things. Psalm 37 verse 30. And this is the proof. Psalm 37 verse 30. Watch it very carefully. Let's read it together. One go, everybody. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom. And his tongue talketh of what? Judgment. The mouth of the righteous speaketh what? Wisdom. Now ask somebody, are you the righteous one? Are you a righteous child of God? Is Jesus in you? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Say, if you believe you are a righteous child of God, then your mouth is not for foolishness, for inquasiasm. Your mouth is for wisdom. The evidence is the scripture. What does the scripture say? The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom. That is how you have been created, conditioned in redemption. That your mouth should speak wisdom. Please. Under no circumstance must your mouth be speaking any other thing than wisdom. Sometimes we play too much and we mess up people's lives. Because you have a way of showing seriousness even when you are playing. And the people you are playing with, they think it's a serious matter. And by the time you know, out of your play, you have given somebody direction of foolishness and you didn't mean it. You have to be a a Christian who is serious. When it's play, it's play. When it's not play, you can't be suggesting things, sowing seeds that are destructive as if you, you are not conscious of what you are doing. The Bible wants you to be conscious of what you are doing. There are some things you can't be talking about with people. Imagine Jesus in a conversation with Martha. And Jesus talking about gene strings. Yeah. So if he was recorded to have said it, God, then the almost our fire. The mouth of the righteous must speak what? Anytime. This is how people will know that you are a child of God. This is an assessment. It's not the cross around your neck. It's not the dress on your body. Is what is coming out of you because it has the potential of cleansing people. It has the potential of directing people. It has the potential of blessing people. Let your conversation be seasoned with salt. There are some things you can't say. Please, today God is bringing you to the consciousness that this your mouth is not only for chewing meat. It's to project the wisdom of Christ among human beings. That when you appear, they must know that the wise mouth has come. Are you here at all? There's one guy, he's called basket mouth. Maybe we should find a name for your mouth. What kind of mouth are you? Are you basket mouth? Some people, they are okra mouth. Some people, they are gossip mouth. So different kinds of mouth we can teach about. Serious mouth. 
conspiracy mouth. Conspiracy theorist. The vaccine kills and no one has died. No wisdom in your mouth. When you open your mouth, me, the vaccine came and I took my job. Pew, pew, pew. I'm fine. Have I died? Are you the, who took it and died here? You wouldn't be here. You are there. You have gone to school. We have been taking vaccines since. Your mouth is still churning out foolishness. You are there now. God forbid. And yes, avoidable deaths. Yes. Many people who are not taking they are even faithless. They think they are faith, but they are faithless. When you see somebody who now say, Matisse Adian, you see, who What? Which, which lab in Ghana here did the vaccine to have told you that? Where did you hear it from? The mouth of the righteous must not speak vain knowledge. That is, anything you don't have control over the knowledge and you have not certified the knowledge, don't project, don't push it. You're just going to destroy people. Hey. Somebody asked me, he said, okay, is IVF the will of God? I said, how about kidney transplant? We call it fire for fire. What do we call it? But sometimes Jesus, they ask him a question and he also fired the question. It's a question. I'm asking you. How about wearing catheter? So, how about that? How about being on oxygen in ICU? Something is breathing for you. How about that? If you belong to the traditional thinking where the light was small, you even think that anything scientific is a problem. Because in your mind, you are fighting the battles of God. That's what Elijah told the Lord. From my youth, I've been fighting the battles of the Lord. The Lord said, shut up. Shut up there. That thinking is the reason why you think that you are, you need to die, my bread. It's like you think that you are a privileged child because in your mind, so a couple are there, they are supposed to go and do some tests and maybe do IVF because of the conditions pertaining inside. What was a Hey! And Elijah, when he was talking like that, God said, Stop talking. There are 7,000 there who are better than they can be better wives. You will be in the heavenly clouds, eh? Obibe wari wukulunu we swag pia. What the heaven power where there is no weeping and mourning? I want to one out in Yamu, where the Yamu can't suit a crap. Ube suwa ube hum wems are done your own levels. You better go do this thing quickly. Are you here at all? The mouth of the righteous speaketh what? Wisdom. Wisdom. Let me push this thing. <laughs> yeah, watch it. It's an interesting moment. It's beautiful. May foolishness be far away from you. That amen was not strong at all. 
Psalm 49 verse 3. You know, sometimes when you, you teach like that and so, some scientific things come inside there. Some people who are not deep in the things of the spirit, but they think they are deep, they say, so for no anointed, and quite anointed, and go be bompayam or mama. Oh, bompayam and go when you resort to chairman. Where are your resorts? Resort Ben Awenya. A dear Nawenya. Where is your report card? Where is your testimony card? Where is it? Hey. What are your credentials for testimonies? So when we have testimonies and we are still telling you that it is wisdom that when you start coughing, you take the cough mixture and pray in tongues. It is wisdom. So don't pray in tongues and start coughing blood. Because a Jew in Samaria at Obeco Hospital. I didn't want that. So Christians are there. There are blessings available for us to partake. And some people are trying to put us in a particular mood where we are not assessing it. Are you here at all? Is God talking to somebody? Yeah. It's the same way they thought that when God calls you into ministry, don't do any business. And many people are frustrated. Why, why should you not do business? Why did I go to school? I went to school to do what? So God has called me. So God should call people who didn't go to school. I shouldn't do what? How much can a church pay you? Why should you not work? I, I want to find out. Why should you? And the boys are there and they are wasting. It's getting tensions here. It's not wisdom. If somebody has to work, they have to work. Are you here now? Yes. Because it doesn't reduce the ministry in any way. I'm asking the full time, you know, what is your work schedule? When you wake up in the morning, say, I'm in full time. What is your work schedule? Show us. It's a major question. The church matters in there. We we'll deal with them from church. We we'll not let unbelievers deal with them for us. We we'll deal with them from church. And about some cranny. For some not to an area. 493. <laughs> you can name your child 493. <laughs> Let's read it together. One go. My mouth shall speak of what? Wisdom. And the meditation of my heart shall be of what? Understanding. My mouth shall speak of what? Wisdom. Please check the rendering of the scripture very well. I've told you that it's very uncharacteristic for the wise person to churn out vile things. The scripture is saying, my mouth shall. Shall. That's for the wisdom there. You are being coded to speak it. But it is not supposed to be once in a while. It is supposed to be a continuous process. That you spoke it yesterday, you have spoken it today, and you shall speak it again continually. Anytime you are talking, there must be wisdom in your words. My mouth shall speak, shall. 
In fact, your mouth cannot speak wisdom and foolishness at the same time. It, something must be, one must come out per time. It's a lifetime. Lifestyle. My mouth shall have a lifetime lifestyle of speaking wisdom. Now, this is what Aitofel was coded to do. All the time, he spoke wisdom. All the time, he spoke wisdom. Even the, the thing he said that ended in his death was still wisdom. It, was just, it just got confused in the system. Yes. And you are better than Aitofel. Because the Holy Spirit, who is the embodiment of wisdom, is in you. Christ, the wisdom of God. Wisdom is a personality first. Before a supernatural product. Christ is the Christ himself in you. Is your wisdom. So, the thing you have said, you know, you have to ask yourself that. Now that you are the mouthpiece of Christ, why is foolishness trying to come out of your mouth? So today, you know, when you are talking to a Christian, the counsel the Christian is giving you is not different from the negative counsel an unbeliever will give you from their place of carnality. Because your mouth, it doesn't speak wisdom. Once a while, be. It's like they born you in a fetish shrine. So once a while, that calm spirit will come upon you and it's like, wow, today is a wisdom day. But most of the time, what comes out of your mouth, Charlie, it's a serious matter. Say, my mouth shall speak. When you are talking to people and they are not speaking, they say, ah, but are you not a Christian? Why is your mouth speaking what is speaking? You are there, and you can say that I'm frustrated. I feel like committing suicide. Ah, yeah. Now, wow. I feel, hi. It, it came out from your mouth. It came, I feel like giving up. <laughs> I feel like backsliding. It came out of your mouth. Put your hand on your head. Say, My mouth shall speak wisdom always in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 21, verse 10 to 15. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you. And persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Say amen. Amen. 
So here is Jesus talking. He said, he's making predictions and he's making prophecies about what is going to be happening. Praise the Lord. In the last days, nations will rise. Kingdoms will rise. I mean, in nine days, Taliban took many cities in Afghanistan. Famines, pestilences. But he said, even before the great one really lands on earth. You guys who are walking in my name, you are going to be so persecuted. They will deliver you to the synagogues, into prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But in all of these things, don't worry because I like 13. Look at 13. It says what? In all of this, it says that, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Somebody say for a testimony. Say whatever I'm going through. For the sake of Christ. The end game is for me to have a testimony. And so to write it in your and say all these things. They will end in praise. Praise the Lord. Now Jesus goes ahead in verse 14. And he says something. He said settle it therefore in your hearts. Not to meditate before what ye shall answer. Because he's already said, they are going to hail you before courts, kings, synagogues, and, and all of that. They are going to imprison you, persecute you. When you are going, settle it in your heart. That you are not going to really like plan to lie, plan to dribble, blah, 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 blah. But this is what's going to happen. For I will give you a mouth. I will give you what? I will give you a mouth and wisdom. Which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. That's powerful. That Jesus, this is one of the key end time prophecies and end time tools. Given to the believer. That this is the heritage of the believer. That in the space where there is difficulty, troubles in this world. The heritage of the believer is a mouth and a wisdom from the Lord. That, that he said the Holy Spirit will come. And you will go and do my work. Another thing he gave the believer. In the face of difficulties and troubles to be able to overcome Malatu Kuatakaya is a mouth and a wisdom. That when they are doing all this, he said, I settle in your heart that I've given you something. And that something I've given you, it will pop up. It will pop up in you like an inspirational wisdom. I feel it already. Are you here at all? Therefore, Jesus was saying that the believer's end-time victory card is an inspired mouth and wisdom. Jesus expects us to rely on it. He says that, settle in your heart. Don't think about what you are going to say before. But when you get there in the moment, I have already given you a mouth and a wisdom. And this wisdom is irresistible. 
in, in the face of all difficulties and adversaries, the wisdom be too much. It will be too powerful. Is God talking to somebody here at all? That's why the words coming out of your mouth. If you are really a child of God, you will allow this inspiration of the Holy Spirit to define what ought to be said in any situation. You see the way you lie? It's not the spirit that gave you that mouth and that wisdom. You see the way you gossip? You see the way you bring confusion in the team? Are you sure? Is, is, when Jesus said, don't meditate before what you say. He said, you know you have meditated already. How you are going to confuse the team? Because it is the Holy Spirit is not the author of confusion. I'm saying that the thing that came out of your mouth. The mouth and the wisdom he gave you. It doesn't say some things. What it says is as good as what God himself says. And because the word of God cannot be resisted, when he says it through your mouth, by his wisdom, no man can resist it. And this is the mouth he has given you. This is the wisdom he has given you. Is God talking to somebody here? Maybe you didn't know before. <laughs> but once you know, it must start working for you. Say, my mouth has been given to me by the Holy Ghost with a wisdom. Because God knows that giving you a mouth without it corresponding wisdom is a disaster waiting to explode. Yeah, some of us, the poison in our mouth without the Holy Ghost. When women are going to war, they don't need gun. Just unmute them. And some men are more dangerous than women. Where I grew up from, a man can be quarreling with a woman. He said, me, I can quarrel more than a woman. Man. When they are, the bloggers are sitting on social media, don't you see? Everyone comes and you see, they are spewing it, spewing it, spewing it, spewing it, spewing it. You know that this is not a mouth given by God. And this is not a wisdom. Given by God. It's an inspiration. He said, when you are before the magistrate, he will ask you a question. And I will drop the wise answer in your heart. That's why he's saying that, please, just put the verse 14 there. He says that, settle it in your heart. Settle it therefore in your heart. Not to meditate on things that I have not put there. Settle it. You must settle it that God has given me a mouth. He has given me a wisdom. Anytime you are about to use it, acknowledge him. that You gave me this mouth and you have given me wisdom. I need that wisdom to show up now. That's why you pray in tongues. How should I answer this matter? That's why when you make your mouth, you are like a chicken biting corn. Bible says, be slow to speak. Because the thing that you are browsing from an eternal server and the, and the information has just been released, it's in the channel coming. Why? Then you tell yourself that I'm assertive. You are not assertive, you are stupid. That's not assertiveness. A person who is assertive, he speaks wisdom. When he speaks, you know that even though I don't like you, but I'm thinking about what you said. 
by your own. It's like a bad mouth. From today, may nobody see you to have words without wisdom. Shout a louder, amen. Is the message fine? The message is it fine or is it sick? So messages are not well. It's sick. It's unwell. But is this, is this one well? Mercy, Lord. Some people, their spouses are not able to converse with them because your words are not with wisdom, brother. Wisdom is not in the height. It's not in fine boyness. This thing that you look very nice, trimmed. If you open your mouth and what is coming out is foolishness, it makes you even, even it's like you, you, are, you are useless. Yes, in a Please have your seat. So what kind of description is that? In your wildness, you know, you gave birth to a child with one woman there. And because you were wild and untamed, what's it mean? Jimmy, Jano. And what can't quasi a samsan and yamiaju? And our back Christ. What does so come quasi a sam? So, which in our nine? Men, you know, men, you know, say, men, I'm in here by one kodai. Me, pussy. No, if, if you are responsible, you should take your responsibility. When wisdom comes, lifestyle must change. And it doesn't matter what you have said over the years in your foolishness. Once wisdom, a wise mouth is giving you, the conversation must change. That's why you now tell your family that, look, at the end of the day, you need to align with the will of God. This is the will of God that a father must take, take responsibility for a child you have brought here. Are you listening to this thing? Don't stay in woman maybe show kutu passe kwejo menji adia wuji adia sembe bani kutu and only your wisdom move away from that unprofitable talk. What are you talking about? That kind of menji cannot be in your mouth because when you were in the room with the lady, your mother was not there. She, uh, was she the referee? Let the words of your mouth have wisdom. I pray for you today. <laughs> pray that wisdom will come out of your mouth. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say a big amen. amen. Say so help me God. <laughs> Please rise to your feet. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra. Off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.